Hi everyone, this is Miranda Miao again. During the last podcast with Chris Fong, we talked about organizational governance and fiduciary responsibility. Here I have him back again to do another podcast about fraud and, and reconciliation. Chris, it's so good to have you back so soon. Hi Miranda, I'm、uh, pretty sure I never left, but I'm very flattered to get a call back so soon. <laughs> good to have you here. Uh, last time during our conversation, we touched upon the concept of fraud prevention. Chris, you mentioned that a good system of payment should have one person to receive the funds, one person to record the arrival of the fund, and one person to to disperse the received funds. How important is it to have all three parties? And if we don't have all three of them, how seriously should we take the risk of fraud? Well, it's not just fraud that this system prevents, but human error as well. And in most occasions, I'd say that discrepancies are usually attributable to mistakes rather than fraud. But that being said, fraud is a very real risk for many organizations, especially in organizations with weak governance and internal controls.、Um, I think a, a recent estimate by the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, which I'm proudly a member of. Uh, estimates that something like five percent of large organizations' revenues are lost each year worldwide due to fraud,、um, and in fact, you know, student-run organizations are not immune from this. In fact, they're particularly prone to this. Every year, there are stories about student treasurers stealing from organizational funds.、Um, one that I can recall is, I think, a few years ago, there was a, a case of one sorority treasurer at the University of Memphis that stole, I think, thirty thousand dollars from her sorority in one year. That's a lot of money and kind of crazy story. Was she the person that reported the number for the for the sorority? And if that's the case, how did she get caught?、Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the specifics of that case, but、um, you know, I believe if there had been a system of internal controls and segregation of duties, like I mentioned before, where you had one individual、um, making the payments, one individual logging the payments, and one、um, individual recording receipt of the funds. Um, as well as annual reports, that would not have occurred、um, simply because you would not have had someone with the the ability to、um, do all three.、Um, in most cases like that, all three of those functions are vested in one individual, and no one oversees their work, so they're free to kind of、um, skim funds.、Um, and in in most situations where people don't get caught、um, like that,、uh, they eventually become caught or. Are caught because、uh, they become increasingly bold in their actions, and、mm-hmm. over time, the sums involved become larger and larger until the point where even without controls, others begin to notice that something is really wrong. Yeah, it it seems like that if there's a lack of reporting and checking, it's really easy for somebody to take money from a public account.、Um, what are some specific examples of controls that we can implement on campus? Well,、uh, in addition to the segregation of duties, which I mentioned above,、um, another really useful process is performing、uh, reconciliations. At a high level, reconciliation is the process of taking two independent sets of information and making sure that they agree. And by doing this, you can detect issues or discrepancies that might be indicative of mistakes or, you know, in the worst case, fraud,、um, which you can further investigate. So I'll give you an example of this.、Um, in order to confirm the amount of cash an organization receives is correct, for example, an organization might keep multiple independent sets of records that detail, you know, cash and transactions related to cash.、Mm-hmm. So in in most cases,、um, you would have a, one set of books that specifically records cash receipts, and this is handled by one person. And every so often, that number in that set of books is compared to. 
another independent source of information like a bank deposit um, statement or a statement of funds that's provided by whoever you know paid paid the cash to your organization and when those accounts are reconciled if the numbers are aligned and the same you know you can be reasonably confident that nothing is missing but if one set of books reports numbers that that's different from another the other set of books um you have something that should be investigated right because yeah. you know something is wrong thank you for the explanation on reconciliation um, how often should reconciliations take place? And specifically, what is the risk of not doing reconciliation, let's say, for three years? It really depends on the needs of the organization and the stakeholders. Um, it depends on you know, the capabilities of the organization as well. But I'd say in general, it should be done at a minimum annually. Um, reconciliations need to occur frequently enough so that stakeholders feel confident about the numbers that are being presented to them. Um, they need to be able to trust those figures. And that also means that reconciliations need to be done frequently enough that significant errors can be caught and corrected um, in a timely fashion. And also frequently enough so that if bad actors do exist, they feel like there's enough of a deterrent to prevent them from engaging in theft or other actions. I see. Um, reconciliation is very important and it seems like it's a very um, significant deterrent for fraud. However, it is hard for um, the, the student bookkeepers to keep a complete record of transactions. Human errors, you know, do occur. I think for previous years when we didn't have Workday, some records are just incomplete. Now that we have Workday, it became a little easier to keep track of all of the expenses. Um, what do you think are the risks of not having complete historical records of all expenses throughout um, five or uh, six years? Well, uh, to state it simply, when you don't have records, accountants don't have jobs. And <laughs> record keeping is pretty much essential to any functioning organization because it allows all sorts of reports to be compiled. And these reports can contain information that might be of interest to stakeholders, it's not always financial information, sometimes it's operational information, sometimes it's demographic information. Mm -hmm. And you just can't provide that sort of information to your stakeholders without um, you know, good record keeping. Um, furthermore, you know, accounting records like the ones automated and provided by Workday um, create logs of transactions that allow for, you know, backward looking audits into past actions. So without records, it's impossible to keep anybody accountable. But with records, you can go back in time and, you know, figure out the details of any given transaction. Um, and that is a significant deterrent to fraud. But, um, you know, now it sounds like you have Workday, right? So yeah. with, with a system like Workday, you should be able to implement a system that um, you know, keeps all those records and leaves an audit trail, um, you know, in a way that's relatively time efficient. Thank God for, te for technology to, <laughs> to help us with um, tracking information. Um, but yeah, that's our podcast on fraud and reconciliation. Um, what I can say is that having a complete record on all expenses for all organizations on campus is extremely important. And thank you, Chris, for talking about um, the specifics about the processes. Yeah, happy to do it. <laughs>